0: ain't easy but it's necessary I be getting weary cause shit be getting scary but sit back relax and don't you dare worry cause I be hitting wrongs with a righteous fury yes sir see I am the only one. My name is Josh Dunn, gonna have some fun Telling the truth y'all can't handle I might raise a scandal as I dismantle The fake make them quake and make them shake i make you bend, but never will I make you break Just chill, yo, and don't be frightened Open that closed mind, it's time to get enlightened Folks, we're back here once again Kimpin' Easy, Episode 4. 4 was my favorite number as a child. I think I picked it when I was 4 years old. It stuck with me these, uh, I guess, 31 years now. I guess we should get into our sponsors this week. We're brought to you once again, and as always, by Café Saint-Poile, where this week it features a book donated by me that used to belong to my buddy A. Diddy, and now it belongs to the Café. It's the guy who wrote Robinson Crusoe, Daniel Defoe's General History of the Pirates. I somehow couldn't relate to the 18th century piratical language, which is shocking, since I have scurvy. Buy the book for five bucks. If it doesn't suit your fancy, you can return it and receive a free coffee. It's also a great source of dietary fiber. After you've tried to read the book, eat it to stave off scurvy. Why didn't I think of that? We're also brought to you once again by Charlie's Club, where it turns out the pill I've been taking turned my aggression to obsessive compulsion. And Now I've decided to tap the door window lightly 7,365,972,145 times or until it smashes. Sorry, Charlie. Guess I've got to stop letting the pharmaceutical companies experiment on me. But the commercials say they're trying to help me. We are also brought to you this week by Kleenex brand Kleenex. It beats toilet paper every time. This week, folks, because I'm a real jokester, maybe 1942 is, it was his suggestion, but I, I agreed. We're going to have Frisbee Rob, Rob McLeod on here. It's kind of ironic to have a guinness world record six-time holding athlete on a podcast called gimping ain't easy but i think he's gonna make a great interview so i I can't wait to talk to him actually uh i'd like to tidy up a couple of things from last week of the films i didn't review i watched the post it was uh kind of cool to see meryl streep as a newspaper owner you know cool to see a woman in that kind of power of position of power in 1971 But uh, it kind of felt like it was a 2018 film about 1971. Of course it was. But if the film does its job, you're supposed to feel like you're in the time period they're depicting. Stranger Things feels like the 80s all the way, right? I thought the post was boring and kind of a poor man's All the Presidents Men. I'll take Dustin Hoffman over Tom Hanks every day. Don't piss me off, folks. I've been really happy with the people who've agreed to be on here, in some cases, even asked to be guests. That means that you must be generally getting something good out of this. Cool, right? Even if I don't have you on, I'm still flattered that you asked. Here's the thing though I've gotta think you're gonna be a good guest. I'm happy to be highlighting the struggles, because hey, I have some fucking major hurdles myself, but you can't just be struggling. I've got to see some perseverance in there, too. You don't necessarily have to be a success, but you've got to be up to some cool shit in spite of your problems. If you're just out there making trouble for people all the time, I can't have you on here. Well, folks, he, he found my spot. I'm happy to be here with Frisbee Rob, Rob McLeod. How you doing, Rob?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. It's Parking was a little tricky, as you can imagine, around here, but... Worked out okay.
0: Yeah, I don't drive. I had a guy who I barely know, like, asking for his parking spot, and then he was kind of aggressively like, well, wouldn't your unit have to have one? And I'm like, yeah, man, but, like, I don't know you. I don't know how I'm going to work this out (laughs) with my building. Like, I feel bad, but, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So um, I understand that you're uh, quite the, the frisbee man.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting actually, and I mean Marcus, he was there in the beginning. I think we kind of started at the same time actually, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. We went throwing a couple of days ago at the Commons, which is where really I learned to throw frisbees. And it's just neat when you look back and you didn't you don't realize what's possible or something until you just start doing it, um, and then the world just kind of opens up to you. So
0: really, because I, I I I did look at your website. That's uh, frisbeerob.com. dot com. Um, and I, I thought, are you from Calgary? Or?
1: I grew up in New Brunswick, but living in Calgary now. Okay, yeah. so,
0: yeah. And, and just because I asked everybody, what was, uh, what was your childhood like? Did you always know you wanted to be an athlete? Or?
1: Yeah, I played every single sport um, as a kid. Um, skating, swimming, hockey, soccer, golf, pretty much did everything except Frisbee, actually. I didn't really start (laughs) Frisbee until after high school. Everything except Frisbee. Yeah, and that's one of the things I talk to a lot of people about now is try different things. Like there's a lot of people that are, a lot of kids are doing hockey and then in springtime they do hockey and summertime they do hockey and then they quit playing hockey and they don't have anything to do. So just try different things no matter where you live, no matter, you know, just try something. And if you like it, keep doing it. If you don't like it, that's fine, but... Um, so yeah, I always knew I wanted to be an athlete. Um, I think everybody kind of has that dream when they're in grade one to be a professional hockey player or whatever, a firefighter, like whatever those dreams are. And you kind of give them up as you go and you realize you're not going to make the NHL. And, um, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, even if you make the NHL, you play for like three years. So
0: I'm still trying. (laughs) You're still trying.
1: (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, I was just trying to like learn those different things and, and realizing like what's going to actually happen in life and you don't really know and i had no idea i was going to be doing this at any point in my life until the last couple of years i guess it started kind of emerging that you can actually do something with it so it's been pretty cool
0: yeah i've i've too i've been all over the map i guess the first sort of extracurricular activity i I did was a uh, therapeutic horseback riding for disabled kids and now i'm doing this so uh the microphone's a very different kind of horse,
1: I was gonna say, yeah it's it's really cool to be like putting like I said, I listened to your interview with Paul last oh, week, yeah. and pretty awesome. I never heard of the guy, you know, I just I haven't been in Halifax for a while and just hearing some of his story and and just the different uh, paths that you guys went down was really cool as well,
0: yeah, I know that's right. now I want to ask, like, um so has has sports, uh, I mean, in, in the ways you've been talking about it, you almost sound like a modern-day Bo Jackson or something, you know? <laughs> Bo Jackson times a million, you know? Um, has, it, has it helped you, uh, like, overcome—has it, it just been confidence-building, or is it more than less?
1: Yeah, and the real reason I'm good at Frisbee is I lost my mom when I was uh, in grades—well, just after high school, so after first year university— and my way to sort of grieve her death was to throw Frisbees. And that's really how I get really good at Frisbee was not knowing how to cope with that grief and just realizing I like throwing Frisbees. And, um, yeah, it's, it's helped in a lot of ways. Um, I meet a lot of different people. I go to a lot of different places with my work. And so it's, it really, uh, you know, I've worked, I worked with a group of DHH kids in Calgary and it was interesting working with them because I'd have to explain Frisbee and then their translator would explain what I just said and, um, some of them had, uh, you know, cochlear implants. Some had been deaf since they were born. And so it's just interesting working with different populations, different, um, you know, going to First Nations and just understanding, like, it's a piece of plastic, but it's really a lot more than that and just how to how to meet different people in life. And, um, yeah, it's Frisbee's, you know, it's transcended a lot more than just playing catch with somebody. It's become, um, you know, more of a purpose. And a lot of people always ask, are you a Frisbee player? Like, what do you actually do? What's your purpose? And um, it's always an interesting question to kind of figure out, like, you know, what are you trying to do with what you do, I guess, so.
0: Right, I I love that you... um took that horrible grief and were able to turn that into something positive and go so far with that. Like I, I was, and it's funny, I was looking at my questions here, when you talk, and I'm just jumping around to see what is in context. But uh, geez, you, you got workshops from kids to under primary to grade 12, and like you said, you were just doing First Nations there. And uh, I was wondering, was there, um, like, what, what's it like working with the kids, first of all?
1: yeah it's a lot of it's like how to talk to them how to connect with them and and realizing that a lot of parents a lot of teachers don't know how to connect with them you know they're they're too harsh with them they're always negative to kids and it's like kids just these innocent vessels and just give them a break right let them just be kids and they're gonna make mistakes and that's okay and um you know there's some tears in my workshops when kids get hit in the head with a frisbee but you reassure them it's gonna be okay like keep trying again and um you know i've worked with a group of um there's a i can't remember the exact name of the group um but it's a group of kids on the spectrum and that was interesting as well just because there's different you know functionalities on depending the on where they're autism at. spectrum yeah. okay yep. and a- every school i go into has kids on the spectrum but um it's just interesting like you know working with them talking to them connecting with them just giving them a look at something different and um just having fun with it like a big thing I'm I'm seeing now is how many kids are just hooked on screens and that's not how we're meant to live you know we're not meant to just be sitting in front of a screen our whole life so it's just talking to people and and interacting with other people is really the path that I've kind of taken now and and you try to live it yourself right like if you talk to somebody about something you want to embody that as well and and live what you're talking about.
0: Gotta practice it if you preach it, right? Twice. yeah. And yeah. Like,
1: I was terrible. Like Most people in university have binders of DVDs of movies that they were burning and I had hundreds of movies when I was in college and it's like at some point you realize, okay, I'm, I'm learning from these movies but I could be learning from other things and reading and talking to other people and um, so you start shutting the movies off and not watching as My much. My
0: internet piracy has really isolated me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad and... Um, but luckily, our brains are developed, and so, you know, us spending time is not as bad as kids spending time on screens. Doesn't mean it's good for us to spend 10 hours a day right. watching movies, but... It's
0: gonna, has, do you, could you rightly say that you've put any kind of significant dent in childhood obesity? Or? It's,
1: it's going to take a lot of people doing a lot of different things, um, right. but I do, know, frisbee, yeah. I do know... like, there was a five-year-old who went two weeks without screens, Oh, wow. Just like there's, and you know, over 500 kids have taken my challenge that I know of. And so it's just getting them away from screens, um, away from playing Fortnite. There's a lot of kids playing six hours a day of Fortnite right now. And uh, it's just, it's too much. And it's, you know, it's fine if it's once in a while. You know, as an adult, it's not as dangerous on our brains. But um, kids, for sure, it's rewiring their brains. And too many boys on pornography, too many girls on social media comparing their lives to other people all the time.
0: I'm on both, and I'm a 35-year-old man.
1: (laughs) And it's fine for us, you know. Our brains are developed, and it's... It's
0: too too late, you know. (laughs) I love it, man. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, no, I got to say, like, I had a... I had a secret motivation, sort of, for, for uh, bringing you on here because I, I, I do a show called, you know, Gimp Nain Easy and, 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 and difficulties around that, but not, you know, exclusive to that. But here here I've got this, like, super athlete. So I had a secret ambition to, you know, Tanya you Harding your kneecaps and sabotage <laughs> your career. But but Rob come in with an Uzi, man. Mark must have tipped him off. I might be gangster, but I don't play guns, baby. I don't play guns. Scared. Um,. I want to ask, too, was there any like has there ever been anybody like legit uh, aside from me being foolish um trying to sabotage your career in frisbee <laughs> politics
1: uh yeah, actually last last uh July it happened it was pretty bad what
0: do you mind um about
1: it? I said some things on Twitter that I probably shouldn't have said publicly and, okay um I didn't realize I was a conservative until I said some things, and then there's a lot of liberal left that didn't take kindly to the things I said and it was pretty bad. I, sh- I talked too much. I should have just said one thing and left it. Right. I ended up trying to talk to them for about 10 hours on Twitter and never have discussions on Twitter is what I've learned. So No, and I mean, you're, you're
0: only limited to a few characters Exactly. And I'm not even on Twitter, but I just imagine yeah, yeah. Geez, that would go, geez, yeah. Yeah, and you're
1: trying to explain to people what you're, what you're meaning, and then things get taken out of context, and they only read the first one instead of all five, and then it's just it just goes downhill from there. And um, It was a good experience for me, but... I've learned that uh, sometimes it's better to just do instead of sharing. So I've actually pulled myself off of social media quite a bit. Yeah, um, right. It's a, it, another just create, reason. right? Just like, create. Yeah, so. f-
0: yeah. For, for, forget about the the sedentary yeah. of it and whatever like that. But it, yeah, it just causes more problems. I uh, so many and foolish arguments, right? Yeah, yeah. That you don't. Uh, yeah,
1: that's that's interesting. And I see some people just getting pulled into things, and it's like just doesn't matter who you are. Like just do your own thing and you know so many people just get riled up and there's so much outrage and it's just it's not worth anyone's time to be getting into that and um so i'm just learning to create more offline like you know with what you guys are doing you like you're creating something that's real and there's a lot of podcasts that don't last more than a couple episodes so i think <laughs> this, this is like episode four so four, better yeah. than like 90 percent of people that have ever like, tried podcasts yeah yeah um i think blog and blogging is just as bad so It's um, because it takes a lot of effort and, you know, to have people on your show and figure out what your theme is going to be. And you actually make the time and make the effort to do it. It's pretty cool. And you're creating something that's out there and that's real, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I can write and talk, but if I didn't have 1942 recording this and each been very helpful for getting guests actually uh two of the three so far from from him right so without him i don't know how much of a show this would be (laughs) you know wouldn't really be happening now i want to ask you um those those six guinness world records are those all frisbee related yeah okay so that and Mind you, I I don't really know jack about frisbee, and i um, I hate those people. That, I'll just tell you, I, I don't know, right? But I mean, that makes me think like, was was the creator of the Guinness Book of World Records a a, a frisbee aficionado? Because for for such a wide ranging book to have anything from you know world's largest dog bite to you know uh, man who ate the most hot dogs or whatever, to have six categories of frisbee. It seems- oh, like
1: there's. And there's more, <laughs> but I only basically set records that are approved by the World Federation, but there's some crazy records. And I remember as a kid, I'm sure you guys, you know, read the book as a kid, the soft cover book and the world's tallest man, right? Robert right. Wadlow, eight right. foot, 11 inches. And I'm like, well, I'll never be that. Or the yeah. fattest man was over a thousand pounds. And so it's, it's, I think in 1991 is when the Guinness Book kind of lost the allure that it did have. And they just started approving everything. And so it's okay. unfortunate. And so I only try to set records that are approved by the Frisbee Federation because those are legit competition records. But yeah, there's there's a lot of pretty wild ones. Like anything you can think of, there's probably a record for. Like
0: the largest booger. You
1: know, well, exactly. Or how many like people like how many of those you know ginger cookies eaten in one minute or something? Oh, right? would, you, like, would
0: you like one? <laughs> you no, know, I'm good for now. I've also but, got uh, <laughs> cake and, and Coca-Cola. If nice. But it's just
1: like any record you can imagine. And so for me, it's about challenging kids getting them to see you know what they're capable of um again no matter what it is if it's frisbee if they don't like frisbee that's fine not everyone's going to want to do what i do and that's cool like if you want to do podcasts if you want to be a musician um you know it's totally cool just letting letting people know that just go do it and, and who cares what other people say
0: I think that's an awesome piece of advice, and also really key there, like finding your passion, because that reminds me when I um, I taught a creative writing course briefly, and um, students were sort of being funneled into this as, you know, they had to take a kind of thing, and one um, was not much of a writer, but she was um, quite interested in co- um, visual artists, yeah. and I said, well, you know, I can't give you a proper critique of that, but... Um, By all means, you know, if that's the mode you feel most comfortable expressing yourself, please, please do. If you want to do these assignments in picture form, like, who am I to stop you? Yeah. Right?
1: Well, and it's interesting talking about creative writing because there's a lot of boys now that are writing about video games. (laughs) Right. And teachers are like, oh, you know, it's – but they're writing about something at least. Right, right, right passionate about something well exactly and it's it's nice that they're writing about something but yeah i mean it's there's some kids now that want to have their uh the grad theme to be um like Fortnite. they want that to be the grad theme and so it's but i mean when we were kids too like we're all the same age yeah yeah and um i don't like final fantasy for me well exactly yeah exactly like we you know we had different themes as well back then and time of our life by green day and right you know golden eye and so it's yep a lot of this stuff is the same, just packaged differently, but there is some stuff that is quite different than, than what we went through as well. So,
0: Yeah, like I never even heard of that Fortnite, but that's yeah. <laughs> how a pop culture I am, you know? And
1: uh, it's only nine months, so it's right. pretty new. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just, it's a lot of money. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of dollars, so.
0: Right. Um, no, that's, yeah, it's quite the industry, but I, we're talking about records and challenges. I understand we might have a challenge here for Mr. Mr. Frisbee Rob. Is That's it? correct. Oh, here we go. Let's, what's, what does 1942 have to say here? Let him talk.
1: I'm going to let this little video or audio pit that I made do the talking, Rob, and you're going to hear that right now.
0: Rob McLeod, I'm coming for you. April 2018, Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm coming for your MGA title. I'm back and I'm faster, and I'm stronger than ever. You call yourself Golden Arm, or they're gonna call you Silver Arm after you come in second place to me. My technique is superior, my wind reading is on a metaphysical level. My name,
1: The Spinner. Spinner. Rob
0: McLeod, look out, buddy, cause I'm coming for ya. Know the name, know the Frisbee, the spitter is back. So, Rob, what is your response to this ch- uh, challenge? Are you up for it?
1: Um, I have about 10 years on this guy, so I'm not worried. Uh, he's got a long, long way to go to practice to, to catch up. So, I mean, he's not bad. He's not bad, but I'm not too worried. Not too worried. You think he you he can it. be my understudy if I go down. You know, he can he can take over for me. That's but, right. Yeah.
0: If someone does Tanya Harding your kneecaps, <laughs> we can send him in as your replacement.
1: If he Tanya Harding me, yeah, exactly. He can go in as Tanya Harding. Yeah. yeah. No, right. it's, uh, it's it's good though. Like we were just out playing catch the other day with ourselves, right? And it's just that simple. So sometimes it doesn't take much. It's just you know a ten dollar piece of plastic, and you can just go out and have fun with it and challenge. And that's what it's all about, I think. Like just not making things complicated or difficult and yeah just not getting caught up in like stuff that doesn't actually matter is kind of the biggest thing that i try to go for so
0: it's almost like a you know a zen sort of be in the moment it really is yeah yeah
1: yeah like um my favorite quote well a couple favorite quotes about frisbee is it's the perfect union between our greatest tool which is our hand and our greatest dream which is to fly so when i throw frisbee it's the closest i'm ever going to get to flying so it really is a zen thing when you're watching it fly like I played golf with my dad and his buddies on Friday and they were all hitting the ball and I'm throwing a disc. And it's like watching the ball go, it's not really that exciting. And then you watch the disc fly through the air and it's, they're all like, oh, that is so cool. And that's I think no one's like, oh, that's cool how a ball just goes up and comes down. No one really ever hear out, that so. kids
0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children mm-hmm. of all ages frisbee kicks golf's ass any when,
1: day of the week when a ball dreams it dreams it's a frisbee
0: <laughs> <laughs> golf wishes it was frisbee <laughs> folks and i think you've kind of touched on this and i, I don't think i asked paul directly but i asked uh, ronick directly our first guest to put him on the spot and they see you've kind of touched it, what, what, what would you say the meaning of life is
1: it's funny because i actually just posted something on on instagram about that today but Um, and I believe it, but the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to share that gift with other people. So I truly believe that, that it it took me a long time to figure out my gift. And now it's, you know, I was saying to somebody the other day that I travel way too much and it would be nice to be settled and be somewhere, but no one's going to do what I'm doing. So I just have to keep doing this and it's too much traveling. Like I'm going to Israel on Friday for a month and then I'm probably going to move to Texas and, um, Austin or Austin, Dallas, Houston. Oh, wow. Have you been?
0: yeah wow you're getting around Israel to Texas yeah wow that's Texas will be
1: interesting yeah at least it's in the wintertime when it's not like a thousand degrees right now but um but yeah I think that's the thing is you figure out what your gift is and then how can you share it with other people and I don't know it's been a while since I really had a home base and I was settled and really since Halifax I guess like I was pretty settled here for four years and it was just nice to have that routine and you could have some structure in your life but sometimes the structure is when you're unstructured right so
0: right yeah yeah the the structure is to be on the move right? totally yeah, and yeah you yeah, just gotta
1: accept that and just go with it and just know that the unknown is kind of the only thing you can predict and that's where i'm at right now with it so
0: that's really cool and um just before i i do a little uh, silly sign off i just wondered if there's anything that you wanted to add or
1: no i just like i mean i just saw him last time for the first time and couple years i guess he was out west and then before that it had been a while but we've seen each other twice in like 15 years so it was just cool to reconnect and he's like hey my buddy does a podcast and then a week later here i am so yeah how,
0: how'd you make friends in the first place 15 years ago
1: it was probably at the pub when everyone was eating their food and he was inside eating peanuts and then uh he he's came an out elephant i tell you he came out and then had everyone's leftovers and no <laughs> <laughs> cheapest cheapest dinner ever but no we, we met playing frisbee um i don't know how he heard about frisbee but we traveled a ton together and we ended up playing ultimate with this guy that has like 1.1 million followers on twitter now and um had some interesting just yeah just connected over that i guess and we used to play catch um dal tal dal tech right yeah dal tech there's like this little field this little soccer field and I don't know. And that was before social media. That was before YouTube.
0: It's like you guys are each other's dad in some kind of way, you know? <laughs> Playing catch with Sonny Boy, right? You know?
1: But it was a nice time back then. It really was. And it's not that now is worse, it's just different. And I think sometimes I, I miss those simple times when you didn't have someone at your back and call all the time. And totally. You could actually develop friendships with people around you instead of having multiple connections all over the world. And, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to maintain relationships with people everywhere knowing like, Hey, I know somebody in Colombia or South Africa, maybe I could go there, but you never really get a chance to talk to them that much and it never works out. So.
0: Right. And I've always kind of found like everybody's friend is also kind of nobody's friend, you know, and and not, not in a negative way, but we only have so much like space or at least in me and I'm kind of uh uh reclusive in yeah. a way you know but i mean i think we only have so much space in our hearts that we can actually in time that we can actually get close to yeah. pe- you know yeah so and uh just on a weird name drop because i'm curious uh if, would you know my buddy because he's he's played ultimate um I, not at your level i don't think but he's been over the world uh Davey boy mitchell would you know that guy from here?
1: Is he a big guy no he's oh. he's a little
0: tall but he's very thin uh, okay. very thin
1: no we played i think Dave Mitchell. he was a big guy he played it's like seven feet tall or something. Oh yeah. Nope. That's not him. He played uh, water polo, which would have huh. been frightening playing water polo against him. But, but yeah, no, it's, I agree with that. Like kids have 500 followers online now and they don't know 500 people. Right. Exactly. And they need to have four or five really good friends and they need to develop that. Like we're getting caught up in that too. Like we grew up because what we got the internet in grade eight or nine, I think. Yeah. 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 And park, like, yeah. And we're still trying to figure out, I think how this is fitting into our life. Um, there was actually a movie I watched where the guy never left his place because now you can get, I don't know if you, you don't have Uber here, but um, you can get food delivered here, right? Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. you don't even need to leave your place, right? You can have everything. You can have groceries delivered to your place, food delivered to your place. And in this movie, he basically never left his place, started dating like the food delivery girl because <laughs> <laughs> I was like the only person he ever saw. Yeah. But it's getting to that point where that's realistic. And there's times where I consider myself an introvert and, with all the traveling I'm doing, it's tough to actually have time to myself. Totally. And sometimes I miss just being reclusive at home. Like I could spend three days in my house and not have a single person talk to me, or like, yeah, they wouldn't even know if I'm I'm still around, you know.
0: And then does does that then feel really isolating after all the out the boat? Sometimes, you, you need it? but it's I yeah. yeah, I definitely need it yeah. to recharge.
1: But there's and there's sometimes where you're like, oh, I wish I was you know more social. But then there's other times where you're being social and you're like, I wish I was less social. Right. So it's just trying to find that balance constantly, I think. And like knowing Israel is coming up, it's going to be pretty intense. Like I probably won't have much time to myself. And so this week I've been trying to take some extra time and just even like being at someone's place for five minutes by myself is a really nice, nice change. So.
0: Chilling out, eating some poutine or donairs. <laughs> I don't know if that's your jam, but...
1: It can be, yeah. The proper... Uh, There's good donairs here, experience, right? yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I just wanted to... uh basically uh thank thank you for being on here i think this was a really awesome interview and uh, something you folks should check out over at frisbeerob.com is the full court uh frisbee in the basketball net shot that's amazing and i was wondering rob uh i could sense your hesitation but do you think you might be able to uh try it up here in in my apartment
1: yeah we got something to throw into we Could try something oh. oh 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 here it goes here it goes
0: Oh my God, there goes the flowers Mark bought me, folks. There goes, and, and the Ming vase that they were in too. Guess I, guess I won't be putting my kids through college after all. He's been Frisbee Rob, I've been Josh Dunn, Gimpin' Ain't Easy, another one, number four in the books. Folks, like I always say, give yourselves that Ric Flair, woo, and tell yourself I am the greatest of all time because you are. I know I
1: am. It's a great clothes on. I love that.